Hello, 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 and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they uh, classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically. If it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry. We're going to be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. That's all one word. Okay, here we go. Oh, come on. It's just a bunch of hocus pocus. You're playing the game I started in 1969. Jesus. What? This isn't what happened last week. Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated. This isn't fair. He didn't get out of the car, the duty car. Beep, beep, Richie. What are you going to do? Kill me? Stop swinging Where's your third wish then? I don't need you dead, Alexandra. I just wish you were. Sorry. From the director of Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Adam and Barbara are ghosts. What's the good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? Their house is being haunted by the living. Maybe the house could use a little remodeling. And they can't scare them into leaving. They're dead. It's a little late to be neurotic. So they're calling on Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Who's no ordinary ghost. Yeah, you don't want his help. Can you be scary? What do you think of this? Now, the party's over. You want somebody out of the house? I want to get somebody out of your house. <laughs> but the fun has just begun. It's showtime. He's guaranteed to put some life Attention, King in your afterlife. Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice. I'm the ghost with the most, babe. When it comes to the existential question of life after death, there's been many answers put forward. The concept of a heaven or hell, reincarnation, the idea that once life is done, it's done. Finished, no more. The band has played their final song. Or in the case of Beetlejuice, the idea that you live on in perpetuity as a ghost, haunting the last morsels of your existence until, at last, you fade away. Whatever your preference is, there's one thing I can surely agree with, and that's death by accidental dog. Hey, Jay. Hey. <laughs> so tell me, if, if your car was teetering off a bridge, what breed of dog would you like to be the unwitting accomplice to your demise? You know what? I was thinking, like... It has to be an intelligent breed of dog, so I want to know there's a motive. <laughs> you want a motive? Well, you don't want this to be accidental. You're telling me you want this to be a murder. I want this to be a murder because if you're going to die, it needs to be for a reason. So you just, don't, you don't, you don't like the accident. Day. All yeah. right, okay. Well, go on then. What breed? Well, I mean, that dog stepped off the piece of wood on purpose. Uh, yeah, so it don't did. Don't tell me it didn't know what it was doing. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was like, fuck these people. Yeah. <laughs> Jumped off. All right, go on then. What breed? I was thinking Border Collie because Border then Collie. it's like, oh, yeah. it's got... It's got the dead stare. It's got it's got the intelligence. So you're saying you, you'd like look out the window like they do in the movie. You'd look yeah. that dog dead in the eyes. Yeah, like and then don't it'll just you be do like, it. It'll raise a little paw with a middle finger raised. <laughs> yeah, just step off the board as your car goes careening off the end. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I think I, I I'd go for the comedy route personally. Mm-hmm. I want something that would be fucking hilarious, like a Pomeranian. Oh or... my goodness, just the cutest I... dog you can think of. No, not necessarily cute, just tiny. Give me, oh, just, give, small. just give me like one of those teacup chihuahuas, oh and God. somehow this tiny little fucking rat of a dog just a little is holding my car up. <laughs> <laughs> I look over and just go, "Oh no!" It's just the weight of its soul weighing down. <laughs> the weight of its cuteness. <laughs> the weight of this choice that it has. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And then it just lets me plummet to my death. Mm. Well, okay, that brings us to our movie. <laughs> So as you might have guessed, this week it was Jade's first time watching the 1988 classic, Beetlejuice. Alright, so we open up on the credits panning over the uh, the town, or what looks like the town. And I gotta say, this, this fucking music jams. I put it on, I put it on last night to start watching it. I was like, going... Yeah, no, I was definitely very into it. And it kind of sets the mood for the entire movie, really, because it's got that sort of... Uh, hectic energy to it, and you're yeah. like, "This is this is what Beetlejuice is. It's insanity." And it's got I a very it. kooky vibe. I do like it. Yeah, and just wandering over the whole town and just sat there bobbing. Yeah, into waiting the for something <laughs> scary to just jump out, but nope, it's just a dream. Well, I don't know, because then it finishes when we reach the the Maitland's house in the model. Yeah. And this fucking tarantula yeah. crawls over it. And Alec Baldwin just picks up that motherfucker and is just like, come on, little fellow. Yeah, okay. aren't, you, aren't you a big spider? And I'm sat there like, mm. I was waiting for it to... <laughs> I was like, mm. don't, 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 don't touch that fucking thing. Yeah, he kind of had it in his hand for way too long. Yeah, he was kind of poking it. He yeah. was like, oh, look at you. Look at you. Which I ate. If that was me, I would have just punched that model. Just, just, it's gone now. It's been tainted. You just you have that, um, what, the, the meme of the little girl staring at the burning house and you're like, there was a tarantula. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's me. Yeah. But if it's, if it's not a baby spider, if it's a baby spider and it's just one spider, I can handle it. You can handle that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, hey, little girl, I'll take you This outside. thing's not small, though. It's nearly the size it's of the huge. model. Yeah, I can anyway. handle it. It could kill me. Absolutely. Um, so this introduces us to our two, well, two of our main characters, Adam and Barbara, who are renovating their honestly humongous fucking house. Oh, yeah. It doesn't look that big from the outside. But then you think about, like, all the scenes in all the different rooms. You're like, this is a big There's fucking like house. There's, like, ten rooms in there. I know. Like, How many bedrooms do you need? It's just you two. <laughs> I love it. But they buy they buy some gifts for each other. Here's some wallpaper to do the thing, and here's something to do the. It's very cute. It's it very is. sweet. It's oh, it's sickly sweet, but it's like it... I don't know these people, so I can mm. tolerate it. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you if you saw it like in public, and it's people you know, you kind of just like mm, just yeah. stop. That's, that's cringe. Stop it. But because it's a movie, it's like yeah, it's it kind of it, it, it sets the mood for for who they are. Yeah. Well, they're just they're sweet. They're lovey dovey couple. They're, it's a yeah. But then uh, we meet we meet my least favorite character, Jane. Oh my goodness! Fuck this bitch! Oh yeah, <laughs> I got that impression the moment she opened the door and was just staring. The fact that um, Alec, Alec Baldwin says it's your turn, honey. Like this bit, this bitch comes around daily. <laughs> yeah. This, <laughs> I told her to piss off yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say. It's your turn, Barbara. Listen, 
She, she comes around two or three times a day to tell us, and I quote, this house is too big for you. It ought to be for a couple with kids. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, is it any of your fucking business? I'm sorry, did you sign the contract? For the, did you pay the mortgage? And it's even sadder because you, you realise a little bit later, they're like, they're trying for kids. Yeah. And it's just, no, you, it's just you not that, happening. You get that, like, that yeah. vibe that it's just, there's something not working with, like, them trying with, for a yeah, family. Yeah, trying for a family. And, and this, this so bitch comes around a couple of times a day just going, oh, I've been se- I've been sending people pictures of your house so yeah. they can buy it. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> My least Leave. least favorite person in this entire movie. I want a quota from your sales. I think so she's can... only she only appears like two or three times. Yeah, God, she's the real estate agent. Like, how awful would that be? Is to have a friend who's a real estate agent who sends who pictures like... of your house to strangers. Yeah, it's like sell your house, <laughs> do it. Get out. I know you just got here. Get out. Okay, so they managed to they managed to close the blinds on Jane. Mm. And um, they she decided. She came up easier than I thought. I thought she was just gonna keep popping up around the window. Well, she knows. Right? She knows she'll be back in twenty minutes to do the same thing again. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we take a quick trip down to the store because Adam needs uh, something for his model. Um, the guy outside the barber shop who just starts rambling. Mm-hmm. I love this guy because we all know someone like that. It's your grandma. It's your granddad. It's one of your friends or someone like that who just keeps talking. You've, yeah. wa- you've wandered off. You're not paying attention. You're trying to give a hint. You're just like, yeah, I gotta, you know, I'm here for something. Adam does it perfectly. He goes, hey, goes into the store, does <laughs> yeah. his thing, comes out, the guy's still talking. Bye. I just love how perfectly he deals with it. There's no awkwardness. It's just, yep. Um, <laughs> yep, I got, in, sh- I got shit to do. I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings us back to the, the pivotal moment in the in the movie, probably. Which is they're driving home and they almost hit a dog and swerve. The car goes through the side of um, a covered bridge, and when they look out, there's a dog, and it's the, the same dog is the only thing holding the car up. Which is very. Which I, I, I have to ask. <laughs> Physics. Yes. How heavy is this dog? Is Physics. it like the weight of a neutron star or something? Like it's just holding the universe together. Physics. Where are you? What are you doing today? <laughs> Did you get bored? The dog steps off the plank and the car goes into the river. Mm. And that's the last thing we see until they arrive home. But they don't remember how. They're dripping wet, uh, holding hands, which is very cute. Because they are the cute couple. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they don't remember how, so Adam goes back to retrace the steps. And the minute he steps out the house, he arrives in Dune. Yeah. <laughs> Notice a certain tone change, there, you know, from the house oh, to. How, how did we get here? Oh, I'll retrace our steps immediately. <laughs> Two, three steps off the porch, and he's entered fucking Dune. Yeah, hellscape. <laughs> there's, a sand, there's a sand shark or sandworm going past in the background, and yeah. you're just like, oh. Very, very admirable. Oh <laughs> admirable 80s green screen going on. <laughs> see the outlines but I'm pretending they're not there yeah yeah the slight slight green buzz around Alec Baldwin oh yeah the little like the little around s- the hair <laughs> the um, stop the stop motion worm goes past great yes but like from, you, a distance, from a distance you're just like blurring around in the in the sand and I'm like oh oh they it, tried it was the 80s yeah well so like I can't, <laughs> I can't say anything I wasn't there so so um he steps out for what only seems a couple of seconds. He's pulled back by Barbara, who says he's been gone for hours. A couple of hours, at least. Mm. Which is quite interesting. So we've got some sort of time issue when you're not in the house. Um, but she pulls him into the living room, shows him the mirror, picks up a little horse, does a little dance past the mirror, and shows that they have 
no reflection. Mm. And I was like, oh, they're vampires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I thought they were going for the direction where the horse was just going to morph into a giant, like, real horse. She was just going to pick it up and it's going to... This is what I you were know. expecting. <laughs> Look, my blonde ass looked at that mirror, saw no reflections in it, and thought, this is fine. What's the horse doing? Is it, is it going to do something? See, where she was in the fact that Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis were not in the mirror. <laughs> Look, I'll admit, right? I looked at it, saw nothing wrong. I was like, what's you doing with this horse? <laughs> like, Bitch is crazy. Five minutes of my time looking at this horse, like, is going to do something? <laughs> but, they, but she points out that there's yeah. um, something else weird, and that is a book that is on the end table in their living room, which is the handbook for the recent, recently diseased. I mean, deceased, because Alec Baldwin constantly mispronounces things yes which is actually really funny because what I like what I really liked about this was the music score the dun, 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 hits twice once from when he mispronounces it <laughs> and then once again when he gets the right word did they did they intentionally write that in for him or did they I just, think so I think so because it? later in the movie he calls him Beetlegeist Mm-mm. He calls him Beetle okay, Guys so like three or four times. Thing. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a character. Because I was going to say, like, Otherwise, it was very it's... pointed. And I was like, hopefully that wasn't just a take <laughs> that they were like, we can't afford another roll of film. <laughs> just just, keep, just going. keep going. Keep, just say the right word next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and then we cut to our first, um, not really look at Beetlejuice, because it's just sort of a, a pan through the dirt. Yeah. And Beetlejuice is sat in a little lounge chair, an armchair or something like that. And he goes, ah! Better check for a job then. And the first, I don't know if you caught this, he opens the obituaries. Yes. That's where he finds his job. And yes. I think, think that's a wonderful touch. It's such a good, like, spin on something that's so normal. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, why would you read that part of the newspaper? To get a job. To get a job. <laughs> and I know ah, the Maitlands, a, eh? <laughs> such a thin newspaper as well. He it's only like. He's interested in the decks. It's two sheets. It's yeah. like the paper boy dropped it off. He went, obituaries, everything else in. The bin. Yeah, <laughs> on the fire. <laughs> okay, so next week, thing we see, we've seen Jane, the bitch, has returned. But no, this time it's. I'm really harsh on her. I just really hated her. She's I'm just sorry. Not, she's not likable. <laughs> the Dietzes are awful. Otho is a pain in the ass, but Jane is just a bitch. Well, it's because how do you deal with someone like that? She's insufferable. She's obviously been there hundreds of times trying to convince them, and she just doesn't get the hint. Mm. So Jane pays her respects with what I assume is her daughter. We don't know. She's never been introduced. I assume yeah. so. Either that or she's kidnapped a small child. Yeah. I feel sorry for whoever she married. They try waving at her, but they can't... Um, but Jane can't see them. Adam and Barbara, they're up in the top window. And that's when one of them reads out rule number two. The living usually won't see the dead. Mm. Which is very nice. Um... And then we just get some home life, them trying to get used to being dead, trying to read the, the stereo instructions, as Adam <laughs> describes it. But he reads a passage from it, and I was like, I understand that. Yeah, I, these are words. <laughs> I understand these words. I was like, it's, it doesn't sound that confusing. Did they not I use these words in the 80s? <laughs> so we, we get some living, we get, we get what... Um, they wake up in the morning and Barbara's floating in the air because <laughs> hashtag ghosts. That was actually really good. I, you I like did, that? Yeah, it looked really good. Like it just did. The, the, the editing. Like, it didn't look like they put her on a block or something, you know, where I mean, it's, like, obviously flat. Yeah. And then, what was this, like, a bang or something like that, and she falls. Yeah. I just like that. It's Slapstick. It's, yeah, it's, it's slapstick. It's funny. And then we not don't really have much to deal with until um, the Dietzes move in, which is um, Charles, um, Lydia, and Delia, who are 
amazing. <laughs> Immediately from the second they, they step in, you sort of, uh, you feel the dynamic. He's happy, she's not. Uh, and uh, Lydia is brought in on a couch. And may I say that um, I've moved house a lot. Not once have I been brought into a house on a couch and I want it. Oh, yeah. No, can you imagine just the audacity just to lay, sit yourself down? Yeah, just laying I'm on the couch. not coming in unless it's on this chair. Yeah. Just comes in with her... I don't know what's going on with her hair. It's yeah. sort of this weird sort of fountain above her head. But you know what? I'm, I'm kind of digging it. She's, she's kind of awesome. <laughs> we immediately learn that um, Delia is an artiste. Oh, goodness. A New York artiste. <laughs> yes, yes. We wonder why we don't know more about her. <laughs> and then this is immediately followed by her best friend Otho climbing through the window because doors are too normal. Yes, even though he does go through many doors he after does. that in the rest of the movie. I kind of, yeah. He I, forgets about the window thing. It's I would like, really oh, love God. it. I would really love it if the entire movie, he would only <laughs> enter a room through a window. Every entrance is like delayed by 10 seconds as he stumbles through yeah. each window. And if there's not a window, he will make one to get into in the, battle, the room. Because cause, um, cause she's Delia's best friend, she just cuts holes in all the, all, all the walls so he can just climb through. Yes, it's an art piece. But then one of my one of my favorite my, my notes for this part of the movie are just quotes, where it's um, Delia and Otho uh, walking around the house uh, while Barbara and Adam are trying to scare them, mm. but um, they can't be seen. Uh, they've not learned to manifest themselves properly. So it's just it's just Delia and Otho just being the most artiste they can as they're walking around the house trashing everything about it uh, one of the things um, yes they open a closet and Barbara rips her face off and Delia gasps and then they just say oh we, we just have to pray the other closets are bigger than this one <laughs> and that's their remark to this yeah that was the first part where I was like oh my you're like oh you're well, that kind of person there's the special effects that I was waiting for <laughs> There's the horror element coming in. I, I had to, like, kind of go... Oh, <laughs> you had to brace yourself. Well, yes. I mean, she rips her face off, you yes, know? That's, uh, <laughs> that's not, I'm not being eased in to the Listeners, movie, um, the, you know, with the horror genre underneath it as the third <laughs> genre, by the way. The first one is, like, comedy. So it's like... Comedy slash horror. Yes. So it's kind of like, when am I going to get to the... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Jade doesn't, um, Jade doesn't really do horror. No, she did this really. as a favor to me. <laughs> I am a little bit of a wuss. Um, I can only. This is why I chose Beetlejuice because I'm like it's mostly comedy. Yeah, there's a little bit of. Yeah, horror. it was a good choice. Honestly, I'm very thankful that I didn't have to like go. All right, all the windows open, all the doors <laughs> open, lights on. You know, it was... I didn't just throw you immediately in the deep end with some horrific shit like hostel or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I mean, here's an hour and a half of people being slowly torn apart. Hooray! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Anyway, anyway, we go back to some of the, some more of the scathing review by um, Delia and Otho as they're walking around the house. One of my favourite throwaway lines is when Delia walks into the bathroom and she goes, "Oh look, an indoor outhouse." <laughs> it's just, it's just such a like. It's such a throwaway line. Yeah, like it's if you're not straightforward line. It's just she says you, it so casually. I know Catherine O'Hare fucking owns this. I know it's so good. Ever since I saw her in like the Home Alone. Mum mm. character of like where she just goes she's like she's really chill until something sets her off and then she's just like a gremlin and you get to she's see that like, later on in the movie where she starts screaming and you're just like oh oh yeah oh. she's one of those oh my goodness but um, she's just so good in those roles some, some things I love about Otho as they're walking around this house um 
he's constantly mentioning all these different jobs he's had. Have you, did you notice that throughout the movie? Yeah, like, it's like he's been an artist. CV. He was a, he was uh, yeah he was in charge of paranormal research in the institute. Blah, 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 blah. And yeah. one of the ones he mentions is when they're they're going around. He said, uh, "You forget I'm ki- I'm skilled in chemistry. I was a hair analyst." And I was just like. <laughs> What? Yeah, I don't think that's a. I don't don't think that's a real thing. Is that a real thing? I feel like that might be a crime thing. You know, you check the DNA or whatever like that. But a hair analysis? Maybe like a hairstylist or something. Maybe Maybe. like a a hairdresser. And he's. Oh yeah, yeah. And when you write it on a CV, you put hair analysis. Yeah, like when you're unemployed, you put like home manager. Oh yeah. (laughs) I manage my home. Yes, I manage my home. And then we, we get to the, the, the part where they bump into um, Charles, Delia's husband, and he has a go at them um, because he likes the house just the way it is, which is fine. I I quite like it, actually. Mm. It's, it's got a very homey feel. If I would modernise it a bit oh, because yeah. it looks a bit like Grandma's house. Definitely the wallpaper. But when you see what thing. Delia does to the house, I'm like, yeah. absolutely not. It ends up looking like <laughs> Final Fantasy's Golbez's like, kitchen and dining room. Like, you just walked in and he's just like, Ah, oh, yes, take a seat, my darkness. <laughs> and he's just like, Okay, well, I'll be But this is when we get Delia's first absolutely mind-melding, shrieking explosion. And yes. I fucking loved it. I wrote the quote down. It says, If you don't let me gut out this house and make it my own, I will go insane and I will take you with me. <laughs> and, yeah. When she screeches. Screech. Pure from the heart, just just absolute. Let me have like this. guttural. <laughs> I will go insane, and I will take you with me. <laughs> I just I feel for that man, honestly. Yes. he got into and he immediately goes, okay, something um, here. <laughs> maybe just leave this room alone. And she goes, okay, kisses his nose and leaves. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, this lady is insane. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch crazy. And that's when we realise that the um, they go to check the attic, mm. which. Um, Adam has forgot to lock. So headless Adam, um, because in their shenanigans, they tried to set up a scene where it looked like Barbara had murdered him and cut off his head. He runs upstairs and quickly slams and locks the attic to keep them out because it is the last vestige of their solitude, I suppose. Yes, their their sanctuary from that point. Because that's where his model is. That's the Mm. thing he's worked on, I assume, for years. Um... Barbara gets absolutely fed up because it's very clear that these are not very nice people. Mm-hmm. Delia especially. I'm sure if it was just Charles and Lydia, they'd get, they'd get along fine. Of course, she's the main antagonist, like, in this movie. Forget about Beetlejuice. <laughs> he doesn't do anything compared it's, to her. It's just Catherine O'Hare and her screeching. I'm an artist. My sculptures! My sculptures! Just, um, oh God, lady, please. So, so Barbara's had enough. She runs out because she just can't handle it. And we're back in Dune. Mm, again. The sequel. <laughs> We were expecting to see Timothy Charlemagne just slowly yes. skulking past in the background. Yes, with his emo hair and this swaying is the, in the wind. Yes, and this is the first time we get to see the, the dune worm, or the sandworm, I think they end up calling it. The, the sandworms. Yes. We get to see it up close, and it is gorgeous. It's the most Tim Burton-looking fucking oh, yes. thing in this movie. It's like... It's got the stripes, it's got the double mouth thing, it's got the weird tongue, which also has stripes. Which, oh my goodness. The backstage team would have had a field day painting that thing. Paper mache. The claymation is, it's astounding. It's so yeah. good. And Barbara, the fucking champion, punches it on the nose yeah. and runs back inside. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> damn, Barbara's on it. Yeah. So we cut to dinner with the Dietzes. Um, where they... Uh, 
Charles is trying to make it sound like, you know, we can make everything work. This is going to be a good house. And Delia's just sat there sulking like nobody's business. Seething beneath the surface. And Lydia's quite happy to be in this house because it's slightly creepy and stuff like that. She's she's more than happy with it and um, sort of. But um, Charles, Charles lulls her by saying, we'll build you a dark room in the basement. <laughs> and I love it because... <laughs> Because um, Lydia is emo before emo was cool. Oh, yes. This yes. is this is 80s emo. The original. The original emos, which is amazing. And can I just say, Dee is wearing gloves as a headband in this scene. Seriously? Did you not notice that? I didn't that? even pick up on that. But... Yeah, she sat there eating her Chinese. The headband that she's got is just two leather gloves tied together. Wow. No, <laughs> and this is not the only had... time. I've got another note here where she's wearing something weird, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm. Um, uh, back in the attic... We've got um, uh, Adam and Barbara discover a flyer which just says, uh, Trouble with the living, living call Beetlegeist, as Adam pronounces it. Yes. And I admit. And um, what I love is that it's, it's advertised as a bioexorcist. And for some reason, that turn of phrase, I just really like that. It's just clever. It's, it's clever, isn't it? Because you, you think of exorcisms and exorcis, uh, exorcists and stuff like that. And you're just like, oh, yeah, expelling the evil and stuff like that. And then you get bio-exorcist, getting rid of the living. Yeah, <laughs> get rid of the and people who like, are already I love there. That. I love that. And then we get moving day, when everything from the Dietzes is officially being moved in. I think this is when they, they erect their weird little fucking patio half oh, yeah. wall thing. I didn't thing. know what was going on with that because I thought they were rebuilding it's, it's the house. It's got a wall and a window but no other walls. Yeah, and there's just pillars sticking out of it in, in the yellow colour just like out of this white house. And it's, it's, mm. it's weird. It's weird. But we get, we get Charles going to make a cup of tea and it's peaceful. It's quiet. His wife isn't there screaming. This is the life he was after. We, we learn a little bit later or, or, or just before that, you know, he left New York because he was very stressed. He had some sort of stress breakdown or something like that. And that's why he decided to move to the country. And a giant fucking sculpture smashes through the window. And the, the look on his face when it smashes through is just amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just complete, like, that's it. <laughs> just like, what the my day is ruined. Is ruined. <laughs> and that's where we get we get people yelling and, and they're trying to bring the, the sculpture down, which looks like it weighs about a fucking ton. Yeah. And it and it lands and traps Delia against the wall, which is when we get the line which I want printed on a poster or a shirt or something like that, or a mug. Give me a mug that just says, This is my art and it is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, screeched just... from inside, being trapped in a. I don't know. It sort of looks like a rib cage with a cement block attached. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't know what she's going for with that one, but it just <laughs> it reminds me of the this one Brandon Rogers video where he's just like, I'm lost in my own art. It's just, just it's that whole it's the whole <laughs> wanky artist thing, isn't oh, it? That God, yeah. in this movie is just played so it's it's played so well it's such an aside like just again yeah it's just artists. it's in the background because it's not the main thing of the main thing of the of the movie but we get we get all of this from Otho and Delia and Delia's um agent and everything like that but um while this is happening we've got Lydia um she's taking pictures or just having a look outside and she sees a couple staring at her from inside the attic and it is Adam and Barbara. That's right. She can see them because she's that weird, apparently. Mm. And I, I sat there going, why haven't I seen ghosts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, 
the only reason she can see them is because she's a little quirky and I'm like hello where's my ghost <laughs> yeah I'm quirky I'm weird I'm special I'm with death. I like I'm wearing black. The... <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing like all black today. It's because so. we don't have the fountain hair, that's why. Mm. Uh, I need bigger eye bags and, you know, I need to like, I need the cheekbones yeah. and yeah. like the half dead eyes, just like. To be honest, um, just going back to the dinner scene where Delia is wearing a black veil. Oh, yeah. Delia's got fucking style. Not I mean, Delia, sorry, Lydia. Lydia. <laughs> yeah. Not Delia. Delia doesn't have Same style. Sounds. She wore gloves as a headband. <laughs> But, uh, okay, so Jane pulls up, fuck you, Jane, with, <laughs> with what I assume is her daughter in the back, either that or she still has this child. <laughs> and uh, Lydia is given a skeleton key and told this will open any door in the house. So the first thing she does is run upstairs to the attic where she saw Adam and Barbara. Um, at the same time, inside the attic, we get the Beetlejuice Ad. This is the first time we get to see Beetlejuice's face. The TV turns itself on. Adam and Barbara turn around, and we get. It's. Uh, I don't know, Jake. How do you describe it? I'd say it's like spooky car dealership ad. Basically, <laughs> that's it's it. Like yes. Country hick. If you <laughs> car dealership with a touch of Halloweeny. If you got a problem with the living, just call me. <laughs> Call my name three times. Yes, it really is. It's 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 your local car dealership if it was haunted. Yes. It's it's so. I mean, it's even got the good. light up sign with his name three times. It's yes. Like, Bye now. Yes, and he's just like, just call me because he can't actually. We learn later he can't actually say his own name. Which is awful. What a curse. You can't. It's like, hey, what's know. your name? <laughs> can't, can't. Do you want to play charades? <laughs> <laughs> but, so we get Adam and Barbara and uh, the, the ad turns out and they, they just think it's some fucking weird shit they don't really know because they didn't have a number attached or anything like that they don't yeah. know how to do it so they go back to the book to look for some help and Adam remembers he saw a passage on this if you, if you need help draw a door so he grabs a piece of chalk goes to uh, some bricks in the, in the upper attic draws a door uh, nothing happens so he draws a handle and then knocks and the door opens and we get this fabulous green light which we get to see from Lydia's perspective through the keyhole and I love it's that. so good you just get this weird little green light around her eyes and it's like she's because we never see sort of inside there we see we, we see the door and we see what happens afterwards but we never see that portal Mm-mm. so I imagine that she, like Lydia's standing there and she's seeing into the afterlife and ah, oh, it's just so cool. I love it. Um, so Adam and walk through and uh, sorry, Adam and Barbara walk through and we get to the waiting room. I love waiting room tropes in love- movies and like TV shows. I just love waiting room scenes because they're such a good opportunity for comedy mm. anywhere because there's everyone sitting well, in the here you've, room yeah you've got this this whole group of people all of them slightly different colours because and, yeah. and one of them's got a shark attached to his leg the other guy's got a chicken bone stuck in his throat and <laughs> one guy says he needs to quit smoking and he's just a charred corpse mm. it's it's very weird humour but they go and knock on the little the little window thing they they talk to the lady in there who's an ex-beauty um, beauty queen or something like that who mentions um, if she knew then what she knew now she wouldn't have had a little accident yeah no, that's definitely a, it's a very dark yeah dark that thing was to the say. first hint of the the dark humor that i was like 
right. It's that kind of eighties movie. I mm. forgot. You know, mm. I'm used to but, like today's. But this gets brought back. <laughs> this gets brought back later as well with something Otho says, which I've actually oh, made yes. a note of. Yes. So I'll, uh, I'll I'll bring this up again later, which I'm very excited to talk about because I've watched this movie many times, and this is the first time I've actually clocked it and just gone, oh, mm. okay. Um, <clears throat> da, 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 da. Oh yeah. Um, Mm-mm. Yes, Lydia makes it into the attic now, and she finds the handbook for the recently deceased. And while that's happening, she sort of has a peruse around, sees the model and stuff like that, and we're sort of cutting back and forth between the, I don't know, what would you call it, like, the afterlife office? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely like a headquarters or something. Some sort, something like office that. Building. We're sort of cutting back and forth between that. They're going to go meet their caseworker and everything like that. They're walking down the hallway and uh, they see a room filled with these sort of disgruntled, shriveled spirits. And they get told, this is what happens for spirits who are exercised. It's death for the dead. And I'm, gr- I'm like, great. <laughs> Even when you're dead, there's no release from death. Yeah. <laughs> you can die after you die. Yeah. Wow. You're like, great. Fucking fabulous. Better watch out for that one. Mm. But they find they find a door and they go inside and fuck, this house is ugly. Oh yeah. It's there's that weird sort of grainy black that's on everything. I don't know. It's, it's the texture is just It's disgusting. Ugh. It's, it's so like, gross. It's like those those walls from like from probably that period of time, maybe the seventies or something, where they just plaster the the ceiling with this bumpy texture. Yes. But it's all the furniture. Yes. It's everything. Everything looks like this, and I'm like, it looks like trash. Mm, mm. <laughs> no, thank you. But they 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 take a look around and they go, oh shit, this is our house. <laughs> <laughs> Basic. I mean, they say it nicer than that because they're they are a wholesome couple. Yes. Um, but they realise that's their house and they realise that they've actually been gone for two months while they were waiting in the waiting room uh, as they meet their uh, their caseworker Juno who tells them this and what I love about Juno is um, she's got a slit throat oh really? yeah that's how that's clearly oh. how she died see I didn't even see you that. see it later because when she smokes it comes out of her neck yeah I noticed that and I didn't even see the slit because yeah. I was just like oh and I was something thinking, went wrong with the smoke because effect. what we learn later I'm like did she slit her own throat or was she like did she used to be a lawyer or something like that? And this mm. is, anyway, I wanted to know more about Juno because I think she's quite an interesting character. Oh, yeah. Like, just because you're not expecting, like, the little old lady trope mm. to be there mm. when it's someone called Juno and they're, like, a caseworker. It's like, <laughs> she's just sassy little old lady. A sassy little Love old lady. It. That's right. Um, and she tells them um, that the best thing to do is to practice haunting. They mention that they saw an ad from a guy called Beetle and she immediately stops them because... She doesn't know that Adam can't pronounce Beetlejuice. Um, <laughs> but she warns them She warns them immediately, don't use this fucking guy, he's insane. Um, but she does give them the useful advice that um, to summon him, you just need to call his name three times. Yes. I'm like, bitch, why did you tell them? I, just, it's, just... <laughs> it's almost infuriating when they put that in a film where it's like, don't do this thing, I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it, don't yes. do it. Whatever you do, do not do A followed by B followed by C yes. followed by D. <laughs> you could have just said nothing and the whole movie would not have happened. <laughs> hey, you know, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so they go back to the house now and they try their haunting skills and they, re- they read from the book the best way to get started when you can't manifest yourself is the classic sheets. And it is 
wholly unsuccessful. They start first with Charles, who's um, <laughs> sort of... He, you can sort of see the capitalist coming out in him. He's looking at the town and he's sort of going, ooh, ooh, I could do things with yes. this town. And I'm immediately like, no, no, stop it. <laughs> I just love the bad roof. Good parking. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Just, oh my god! But they go in going, <laughs> doing their best ghost impressions. And he walks out completely unfazed because uh, he thinks it's it's Lydia. There's two of them, Charles. Yeah. Did you not see that? Like, just you, turn your head a little. Do you have two daughters? <laughs> but I love the line... <laughs> Um, Delia's not going to be happy what you did with what you did with her three hundred sheets, three hundred dollar sheets. Mm. And I was like, three hundred dollar sheets? Yeah. Um, Holy shit! <laughs> That's like a week's rent. I would have thought she'd made her own for that price. What I love about this though is um, when they're moving about, they actually glide. Really. Yes. Wow. Uh, I assume they're just on a trolley or something like that. That's just out of <laughs> just face. out of shot. But like, they don't walk. They literally just glide through the hallway and stuff like that. Oh, I'll have to just to give it that, that ghostly feel. I just didn't even notice. Mm. Um, they uh, Lydia sort of catches them in the hallway and starts snapping pictures because she thinks it's her parents doing some freaky ass kinky shit. Yeah, that was very out of left field. I was kind of like, oh, okay. You're like, oh, all right, eighties. <laughs> yeah, it took me a second. I was like, making those jokes. Well, what did she say? It was like, uh, oh, if you're gonna do this weird shit, you could at least do it in your bedroom. Something like that. Yeah. Um, they they also try and scare um, Delia as well, but she's knocked out with Valium, apparently. <laughs> Which is also very dark, but it is very 80s. Yeah, it is, it is. So, um, uh, Lydia snaps some pictures. She realises that the sheets, uh, oh, sorry, the pictures, um, there's no feet in the pictures. It's just sheets floating. And that's when she realises that Adam and Barbara are... Uh, the ghosts she, sh- she saw from outside and now they're here. She asks, are they gory or disgusting or... And they pull off their sheets and... No, they're normal people. And Adam and Barbara are very confused as to why this little girl can see them. And she says that she's read the handbook and she says, live people ignore the strange and, un- and unusual. I myself am strange and unusual. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Oh my. Such an edgy line because it's like, you know that she's alluding to the fact that everyone else ignores her and mm. she's like, I'm mm. just weird. No one, no one sees me. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm too weird to have friends. Oh God. I'm like, if you were in my school, you'd be my best friend. You'd also be really popular because <laughs> you actually have style. Yes. She actually has a personality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so yes, um, Lydia officially meets Barbara and and Adam and warns them that the Dietzes never walk away from equity. Such a good line because it is. It's, it's not even like it feels they'll like, never give up like It feels like the courageous. only reason the only reason she knows the word equity is because of her dad. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's heard him say it like, like so many times. times. Yeah, on the phone, in meetings, everything like that. She's like, heard him say it. They won't give up on investment. Times. They won't give up on their money. It's like Absolute, okay. Now absolutely. you know all of their backstory, their motives, all you need to know in one sentence. It's just Abs- yeah. once they've bought that place, they're not leaving. Absolutely. The Dietzes don't walk away from equity. <laughs> it's like, haunting. I know, it's just like... They oh. don't walk away from equity. I like, imagine them, like, after death, still doing it. Yeah, haunting <laughs> their own house. Yeah. After they've already haunted the house. Just like, 
we're still not going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we cut to, um, well, we sort of learn in the background that Charles is inviting his friend Maxie, or he wants to invite Maxie around because there's, you know, investment potential in this town. I could buy the whole town and all this crap and I'm just like capitalism can you just stop yeah, for a just, bit just for a moment please <laughs> and then we get um, we also learn that Delia's agent is going to be coming with his wife so many characters <sighs> I know all these people just, and I'm like I don't know these people's all names all these people coming over for dinner and I'm like who was the last one who was this <laughs> but um, Lydia's trying to convince her that the house is haunted she so shows her the pictures and Delia is 100% unconvinced in fact, I don't even think she looks at the pictures. I don't even think she cares enough to look, honestly. No. She's, just She's like, too busy shopping and things like that. Oh, yes, doing motherly things. Mm. And pictures don't mean anything, apparently. Even Polaroids, which I think are incredible, if incredibly, if not impossible to, like, forge. Well, especially during During the time. 80s. Yes. Yeah. And she's like... You're not, not going to Photoshop she's that. She's like 14, 15 or something like that. Mm. But whatever. <laughs> oh, and this also brings me back to the other costume thing I noticed. Delia's outfit in this scene, I noticed when she walked to the fridge, it looked like some weird-ass baggy pants that were tied at the waist. Yeah. It's Charles's jumper from one of the other scenes. I swear the costume department kind of went, she doesn't look weird enough. Yeah, what else have we got? <laughs> She's an artiste. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I, I kind of clocked that. I can't remember which scene it's in. But that's her husband's jumper that she's wearing as a pair of pants and then tied around her waist. And I'm just like, <sighs> Lydia has style. Delia just no, just quit. I don't know where Lydia got like got it from because you know Charles is fine, mm. but Delia just too much. I love Delia. Too much. She's so good. <laughs> but then we 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 cut to Adam and Barbara again, who've basically just lost hope until they see the Beetlejuice sign in the model of the town that Adam's built. Which is adorable. I just love the little scale model things they do. With the little like, lights with and him. everything. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, it's adorable. Yes. Oh, yeah, the whole sets and everything like that are incredible yeah. when you see Beetlejuice in the model. Yeah, when he's in there, it just looks like you're looking at a tiny guy in a tiny model. And then Barbara says, oh, this must be him. Beetlejuice. <gasps> she said it. <gasps> saying it. Sacre bleu. And then she says it two more times. And they arrive in the model, which I think is just a fantastic change of scenery. Because we already know that they can't leave the house. So we're already limited as far as um, uh, places they can go. We've got the afterlife world, but there's only so much you can do there. So actually making the model a set yeah. is so good. And it's so whimsical, too, because it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's the whole it's shrink down and go into another world. Yeah. But they see a sign, and it says Beetlejuice with a big-ass arrow, and <laughs> yeah, dead here, and a couple of shovels, which conveniently fall over for them. Yes, please. Go ahead. <laughs> so they dig up Beetlejuice, uh, they find his coffin, and as they're about to knock, he bursts out wearing what looks like a taxi cab outfit, like the yeah. trench coat and the little cabbie hat. But he enthusiastically in- agrees to help them, despite their apprehension as they realise... He's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they didn't realise from the ad they saw, you know, I, I think that would have been where I first clocked it and I would have gone, yeah, this guy's, yeah, maybe not. This guy's kind of fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, he's, he's already past it. I don't think I want to mess with him anymore. I mean, the entire scene is just so hectic. I mean, Beetlejuice's energy is just 400%. And I yeah. love, it's so good. You know, he's doing everything a salesman can to, you know, get you to buy his crappy broken car. 
Mm. It's like, hey, 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 do you want to do the thing? What about this thing? Hey, look, we're basically the same person. Your wife's hot. Can I fuck her? <laughs> yeah, that whole <laughs> Which bit, is, I was like... <laughs> I've got okay. a note here that just says... Beetlejuice is a little more creepy than I remembered. Yeah, he's <laughs> definitely it? like going on a list somewhere. When, when Adam and Barbara sort of move to the side because they really don't like him, and he's sort of using a stick to try and to try and look up Barbara's dress, and I'm just oh. like, oh my god, oh my god. But they ask him what his qualifications are, and he lists off, uh, you know, he went to Cambridge or Harvard or something like that. And then this is my favorite bit: I lived through the Black Plague. I've seen The Exorcist about 127 times, and it just keeps getting funnier every time I see it. And I think that line is just amazing. It just shows how nuts he is that he can watch it that many times and it's getting funnier? Yeah, it's, like, like it was funny. It, funny. It was funny to begin with, Yeah, but now it's just getting funnier. Yeah. <laughs> but then they, they ask him, you know, are you scary? And he pulls some sort of magic wizardry trick that looks like tentacles or something like that. We don't know because we see it from behind. Yeah, it's just, and they just Adam and Barbara, awful. the look on their face is just, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Uh, He's like, scary enough for you? <laughs> mm, mm. No, he definitely gives me big Grinch vibes. Like, he's got, like, the whole weird guy, weird voice, mm. dramatic, kind of, like, self-centered, loads of quips. Like, yeah. I, I loved The Grinch as a kid. I loved yeah. that movie so much. Jim Carrey does. He, yeah, I never ne- never made that comparison before. But, yes, he is, he's got that same sort of manic energy that yeah. The Grinch has. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he tries to convince them to go inside, and Barbara just yells, home, 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 and... <laughs> I love that. I don't know why it works. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. I don't know if it would have been funnier if it didn't work, honestly. <laughs> just yelling, home, home, home. And they're yeah. just still there and they're like, fuck, we've not got to talk to him again. Which is, we get, Beetlejuice turns around and they're gone. It just, it just starts yelling abuse. Yeah. Followed by kicking the tree and then yelling, nice fucking model. Yeah, no, I, I, that totally got me out of nowhere because I'm so used to movies just being so vanilla with no swearing at all and if, mm. if it is it's a one liner you were expecting well this movie's PG so I assume that's our one fuck for the movie before yeah. it gets turned into like a PG-13 and then there was like a there was like a pissed off one we pissed him off I think that's that right yes that he seemed next. a little pissed off yeah there mm. and mm. I was like okay okay I see but Adam and Briar, uh, Adam and Barbara sort of uh, shrug him off they're like, oh, it's fine. Besides, I've, I've got an idea. Barbara's got an idea. Mm. I'm like, okay, great. I can't wait to see this. She's getting her haunting on. She's being more creative. Good, good for you, Barbara. Which brings us to the dinner party. That We've got some small talk. We've got Otho um, continuing his bullshit, which I fucking love. <laughs> you know what? Uh, which is when we get the line, uh, you know what they say about people who commit suicide? They become civil servants in the afterlife. Mm. Which is the first time I clocked this and I went, oh, does that explain the beauty queen yeah. having to work reception because she killed herself? Yeah, and then like I, you kind of think about next time you see it, you see all of the, the guys kind of on the, on the ropes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The, the, guys. the guys with all the, the paperwork and stuff like that handing it to the skeletons. And the flattened guy who obviously would have jumped in front of a car or something. Mm, mm. It's like, so oh, all, dear, this is, which is why, which, which is why I was like, does that mean Juno... Yeah. Is also a suicide. Did she cut her own throat or something like that? I would assume so. Mm. Um, but the conversation moves on to talk of ghosts, but Delia would rather the talk would rather talk about something else. Something like Deo. And we get a fucking <laughs> We get the most amazing and probably one of the most iconic scenes from this movie. The Deo. Barbara's possess- Barbara and Adam's possession of the party guests. 
we get good. a dance and song number. Were you expecting this in this comedy horror movie? No, I wasn't expecting most of the things that happened during this movie, honestly. If I'm honest with you completely, I knew nothing about the movie before I went in. My mum started like reading out loud the, the synopsis to me, and I was like, no, 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 no. I want to go in completely blind. Oh, it's so good when you do that, eh? So when they, like, when they died at the beginning, I was just like, excuse me? <laughs> You just killed the main characters ten minutes in? Yeah, yeah. So I had no idea that was going to happen. So everything after that kind of just was one big spiral of, oh my god, what's so happening? We so get, we get the ghost possession, Deo, dance slash musical number, all six of them? Six of them. Yeah, yeah. Six of them. Dancing around the table, seeing Deo. Absolutely schmoovin' around the table. And i got to give props again to Catherine O'Hare, when she's doing the little, the body swivel, and she just looks so confused. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, and then she gets a little into it later. Yeah, and they all get a little, a little into it a couple of seconds later. They're like, just like, mm, mm. If I was an actor doing that scene, I don't think I'd be able to just even manage it without it would completely be. laughing and just ruining the scene. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got Otho playing, playing the, um, the... The, the bucket, bucket, the champagne yeah. bucket. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, wine, up, wine bucket starts. starts jamming on it. <laughs> so good. I love it. And it all ends with all of them sitting themselves down, tucking themselves into the into the dining table, and getting attacked by a possessed shrimp cocktail. Yes, in the shape of a hand. In the shape of a hand. Which is like you know, face hugger. And then them. pushes them away from the table. Yeah. They all fall over. Barbara and Adam run into the uh, attic, all excited. They did it. And they sit by the window waiting to watch them all scatter, terrified of their, their haunting prowess. But no one comes out. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, they loved it. In fact, they loved it. Yeah. They thought it was a great party quip. And great I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, these business people. Business opportunity. Yeah. Oh, imagine how much money we can make. Everyone's going to want them for their parties. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh my god. Sickly. Let's <laughs> just stop. <laughs> so Lydia announces that, you know, the ghosts won't be coming down because they meant to scare you. Yeah. And y'all are just capitalist motherfuckers. <laughs> I just love the way they kind of they're kind of like sending her as the messenger into, Yeah. you know. Oh like... send send my strange goth daughter. Yes, they don't put the sheets on themselves, come down and go, no, they're no. just like, you go tell them, we're, we're not coming downstairs. Yeah. They're just like having a strop up there, like, they don't even want to leave. So the other guests leave, and um, Delia, Otho, and Charles, as well as Lydia, march their way up to the attic, and this is where we get our second Catherine O'Hare screeching at the top of her lungs. Actually, third, third now. Yes. Third <laughs> screeching at the top of her lungs, and I love it. This is a chance for me to. This is a chance for me to teach you something. If you let people dead or alive walk all over you, it's so good. I just love that. Like, it's it's not one of those movies that goes, "Oh my god, ghosts are real." They just immediately believe it. They're, They're just, just into like, it. Oh, ghosts are real. How can I make money off them? Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably more realistic, yes. to be honest. Yeah. Well, the amount of ghost things we've all seen so far in in. You know, mm. over the years it's like I think we'd believe it so um, they managed to get inside the attic um, and Otho picks up the the book uh, the the handbook for the recently deceased and he goes oh which is such a weird noise I know oh, it's like that one that one <laughs> there's this animal in one of the Barbie movies 
it goes like, leave him to me. Oh, and it's like. <laughs> Is that what you imagine when Arthur does that? Yeah, no, it's just, <laughs> yeah, weird moaning sound. Don't like it. And um, uh, the reason Barbara and Adam weren't seen is because they were dangling out the window. Which brings me to a point, how does Dune World work? Yes, no, are they not hanging out into the desert with sandworms trying like, to bite them? We don't see it from the other perspective, but are they looking down just hoping that a sandworm isn't, like, nipping at their heels? See, I wonder if windows are a grey area. Like, maybe they could escape the house if they climb out the window maybe it's not till realize. They, maybe it's not till they touch the ground. Yeah, because because definitely they make a point of saying doors are the passageways mm, between worlds. That's true, yeah. So yeah. maybe they could, you know, break a break a loop in there and just be like, well, what if we go out the window? What if, One we, mishap, what if we break though, a hole in the wall? <laughs> um... And Beetlejuice, now that he has been officially summoned, he doesn't need their permission. He's been summoned yes, now. Yes, he's here and he's staying here. He's now. here and he's queer and he's pro. Actually, he's definitely not queer. No, he's very aggressively straight. <laughs> Every five minutes, if he does not make a creepy remark about whichever woman is in the room, he is no longer... He's getting his straight license revoked. Absolutely. But he takes things into his own hands as they all walk out into the, the main hallway, which also looks fucking disgusting. What the fuck is with that gritty wallpaper or paint or whatever the fuck they've done to it? I know. Um, and we get the snake banister. <laughs> which is... Delia rubs oh. her fingers and goes, hmm, this doesn't feel like mahogany. Yes. I'm like, the second your fingers touch that, You'd know something's wrong. Yes, you'd know also it was warm and alive and mm. a snake. I don't know, he is a ghost, so maybe it would be cold. Oh, maybe cold. But it would be scaly. Yeah, no, that's the main thing, is the texture is mm. the first clue that something's not right here. So Beetlejuice whacks Otho on the arse, he goes... Uh, yes, he whacks Otho on the arse and he goes tumbling down the stairs. Yes. Picks up... Um, I mean, he looks up Delia's skirt and that sends her scurrying. He grabs <laughs> grabs Charles by the foot and, and drops him, what, two floors down mm. on his back. And I'm really surprised he didn't start the next scene with, like, a cast or in a wheelchair. <laughs> I'm surprised both Otho and Charles lived. Like, it would have been, been, well. been funny if Otho just turns up as a ghost afterwards and just <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm stuck in here. <laughs> Motherfucker. But... <laughs> The worst thing about this scene is um, when Beetlejuice sees Lydia and there is a long, lingering, unsettling stare. And it's not the I want to murder you stare, which, to be honest, I watch enough horror movies that I'm just used to it now. Mm. I, see that a as a, I see that as a sign of affection. <laughs> <laughs> Mildly concerned about the <laughs> But no, he gives a little stare and this... this um, this brings me to the the point of how old is Lydia again? Yes, because she's definitely coded as a child in in this whole thing because she, she attends school. And she yeah, she attends school. She mentions earlier when she's banging on the wall because she thinks the 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 gnawing of Barbara and and um uh, Barbara and Adam is her parents fucking. Yeah. She she bangs on the wall and says, "Please, I'm just a child." Yeah. She she's saying she's, <laughs> she's a, a child, child. So I'm like, is she she 14, 15, maybe 16? I think it's kind of the gray area 15, 16, 15, kind 16 of middle years of the road, like, like What's the legal age in America? It's definitely not that number. It's it's so it's, it's, it's a little higher than that. It's real it's real creepy. Mm. Not to mention Beetlejuice is several hundred years old because he he mentions he lived through the Black Plague. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's several hundred years old. Yeah, which um, which is very concerning because that it's like that anime trope that I hate where they're like, 
Oh yeah, this person looks kind of young, but they're like a thousand oh, years old. Yeah. But they did the opposite where they made him look really decrepit, but he's still really old. Mm. It's like there's not even an excuse of like he looks young, so he's attractive. No, he's he just he's ugly and he's old. And he's hitting on a kid. <laughs> it's it's like, creepy. I'm supposed it's to creepy. enjoy that part. <laughs> but Barbara, quick on her feet, just goes Beetlejuice, 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 and it sucks him back, and the banister turns back into a regular banister, and uh, Lydia has a little scream, which I think is. <laughs> Justified. Oh yes, it's warranted at that point. Uh, yes, at this point I think that's absolutely fine. Um, and Adam and Barbara are sort of sucked back to the office, I assume. We never sort of see them leave and, and yeah, go into the afterworld office. Me a little bit. It like just sort of went. We got some weird sort of sound effect, and they were back in the office again to see summoned. Juno. I assume they were summoned because Juno's like, "The fuck have you done?" Plus the waiting line. You know, the the, the waiting list was like millions of numbers long. So mm. surely. Oh, just summoned them straight into the room. We completely missed the whorehouse. Oh, the whorehouse! The yes. whorehouse. When Beetlejuice is, uh, when uh, he gets uh, Beetlejuiced back to <laughs> back to the model, he's distracted by a whorehouse, a ghost whorehouse. Yes. Barbara's like, Adam, why did you make that? <laughs> and he's like, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't make that. And we learn later that it, it was Juno. Juno made that because she knows that he is a pig. Yes. And we'll get distracted it's a very easily. distraction away from the child who is in this movie. Please. Yes, please. By all means. Yes. Go to the prostitution prostitution house. You know, they get consensual paid. Consensual ghost it's, women. Yes, consensual ghost women. Yes, we Not 15-year-old girls. No, we're definitely against. Firm stance. Not moving on that side. <laughs> and this is when Juno takes a little moment to uh, point out all the things that they've done wrong in the last... Ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes. Yeah, just a complete <laughs> itemized roast. You got photographed. <laughs> you let Beetlejuice out, and Otho has the handbook for the recently deceased. So you basically fucked up everything. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well done. Record of ten minutes. <laughs> and when I say I love the footballers that are just meandering around her office. Yeah, just the dumb football team. Mm. They're like, wait, coach, 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 where's the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> they don't even know. And she just snaps. I'm not your coach. He survived. Yeah. <laughs> I is, love that line. They Obviously, they're like hinting at like a, an airplane crash for like a sports team in, mm. in a plane crash. And the, I don't know, the coach either wasn't on the plane or was in the, you know, I assume it was some sort of, I assume it was some sort of like bus crash or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the coach was the, the the only one who made it or something like that. Yeah. But we, we cut to Delia and Charles lounging on their weird sort of one-walled porch thing. And by the way, does Otho just live here now? Yeah, no, he kind of just acts like their little maitre d' at yeah. that point. He's like, he's their, their little, little drink. He's there for entertainment, I think. Yeah, oh, um, he's the entertainment value for but sure. But they're all actually talking about Lydia and I'm like, oh my God, do these people care about their daughter. I know. There's like a two second uh, before they start talking about other things. There's like two seconds where they actually talk about the daughter and her well-being. No wonder she's depressed, honestly. <laughs> which, which is immediately contrasted when we cut to uh, Lydia continuing to be emo as fuck. Yes. She's sitting in a dark room. She's got a veil over her eyes. Mm. I am alone. Scribbles it out ferociously. I am utterly alone yep yeah no, and I was at like, first I thought she was just writing lines like she'd been she'd I been thought she was writing lines I thought she was um, <laughs> I thought she was writing a diary and oh. I was like yeah mm. you know what when you have a diary be as emo as you fucking want yeah, get and, it all out and we realised this is a suicide note yeah no that was very very <laughs> harsh Disha- <laughs> this is very disheartening <laughs> we just had you know Beetlejuice at the whorehouse next up suicide note yeah enjoy 15 <laughs> suicide yes. note 
After she's been perved on by a ghost. Yes, absolutely. And Lovely. she says she's what going to go jump off the bridge. Mm. And I'm like, oh the my same God. bridge that uh, the couple died uh, yeah. on because she wants to get to them. Exactly. Because she likes exactly. them better than her family. Understandably. Yes, and she wants to be with the. Her dad's, her dad's not that bad. Yeah, her dad's fine. He's, he's just too he's, absorbed. He's in very money hungry. Yeah, I think he's actually he's in his character arc when he buys the house. I think he's kind of like. We've got one foot on both sides of the do I buy the whole town or do I just stay in this house all the time? Mm, 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 mm. Um, but back in the office, Adam and Barbara show their skills. They prove to Juno that they can be frightening. And which they is- can, because those faces are something I will not forget for, for <laughs> we, a while. <laughs> we get the amazing claymation scene uh, where Adam goes first. He makes some sort of weird cockatoo thing on his head. Yes. He pulls his mouth wide open. He makes digs in. Peak. Yeah, yes, he makes the beak, beak and he digs his eyes out and makes ten eyes on all of his fingers and everything like that. And Barbara goes and she rips her mouth open and she knocks her eyes back and they come through on her tongue. And I'm like, this is cool. Mm. I like this. This was really it cool. Was, it was very good. Like, the art direction in this movie is just amazing. It's, like, it's so good. It's just got such, like, a... A, a style and real... Vibe. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Like they, well, they would it, sho- would it shock theater. you to know that this now, recent... Well, I say recently, within the last couple of years, I think, became a Broadway musical. It, it doesn't surprise me, because it's got that potential. Exactly. All of the props... It's got such style to it. Yeah. The lighting, everything about the movie is just so dramatic. I love it. But we get Lydia looking for Adam and Barbara. Um... I don't know what she was going to do. Was she just going to hand them the suicide note and assume they'd do nothing about it? I just thought it was going to be one of those... One of those bridges... Like, the forks in the story where she kind of puts down the note and then her family finds it, but she hasn't actually done it yet. Ah, uh, right, I, right, But right. it just doesn't come into the story ever again. No. She just puts down the note and She becomes there. suicidal and then it's just sort of glazed over. Yeah. And her family doesn't see it when they come into the room later. It's like, okay, well, when did you pick that note back up and throw it out? Did, did you? Is it still there? <laughs> Is someone going to pick that up and be very worried? <laughs> but what she finds instead is Beetlejuice lounging uh, on the whorehouse model, just just being the ghost with the most, yes. babe. <laughs> sunbathing in the dark, my dear, with his little sunbathing little yes. goggles on, which is a but, very interesting But choice. he promises, um, he promises that he can take Lydia to Adam and Barbara if she lets him out. And Lydia, thank God, is not that much of an idiot. She realizes that Beetlejuice is the giant snake thing that fucking terrified her, what, the night before? Maybe two nights ago? Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, she agrees to it because she really wants to get to Adam and Adam and Barbara. So he says that all she has to do is say his name three times. But she doesn't know his name, so we get charades. Beetlejuice is awful at charades. Yes. <laughs> Because he completely just cheats. Yes. He summons pictures of the things. Yeah. He's trying to, it's, that's not charades. That's I love it though. I love it though because it's it's one hundred percent what he would do. Yes. It's the Charades. it's the quickest route from <laughs> not being able to say his name to getting someone else to say his name. Yes. But she manages to say it. She she is your beetle uh, beetle glass beetle breakfast beetle breakfast or uh, beetle juice. Yes. <laughs> Which makes me wonder why didn't he just spell it out with his with his magic? Why couldn't he write the letters? Does he have to summon pictures? Maybe he's worried that uh, she might have mispronunciation issues like Adam does. Just he, spell it out. He'll write the he'll write the letters and she'd be like. Beetle guys. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, for fuck's sake. But she says it twice. Um, I think second time was accidental. Mm. But luckily, 
Barbara swans in just in time to stop her. Um, but Liddy is yelling that she wants to join them, and they say, no, look, we're dead. Mm-hmm. We're just flat out, we're dead. Yeah, it's not exactly uh, a parade. It's, it's not, having not the, the time highlight. Of our lives. We're just. Uh, we're not having the time of our death here. Yes, it's. it's <laughs> I mean, we're life. living with your mother. <laughs> oh, we're still here. We still have to deal with your mother. So dying won't help. Mm, mm, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, Lydia wants to jo- join them. Charles ends up taking the model that's upstairs. They unplug it, and he and Otho carry it downstairs to convince Maxi of the potential of the town. He's going to turn it into some sort of theme park for the paranormal or Ugh. something like that, which is so awful. It's just in such bad taste. It's, it's so. But what I do love is like how like complete these characters feel because, despite everything, Delia and Charles support one another. Oh yeah. Do you notice when they he, still make it he finishes his little thing and you're like, oh this is going over here and this is over here. We can't lose and <laughs> nobody says a word, nobody cracks a smile except for Delia, who gives a very hearty, you know, good clap and a smile and you know a wink trying to get everyone else feeling it. And she you know, she gives a little wink to Charles like, you did great, babe. Aww. And it's kinda cute. I, I I'm not the biggest fan of them as people, but no. they're but there together, for each other. They have they have a dynamic which is, you know, it's like the anti Adams family. Mm. It's like they're not into the spooky shit, but they'll make some money off it. Absolutely. Which is where which is where we get to um where Maxie is completely unimpressed with the whole shebang and, and just says oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And just goes, hey, look, we came here to see some ghosts. Show me some fucking ghosts. Which, again, I'm so surprised that it's just complete, like, yes, I, I believe know. you have ghosts, but show me them. Like, I don't know, wouldn't you? If, if someone's I just know. like, I can I can prove I've got ghosts, wouldn't you go, show me the ghosts? I think I would more go, like, are you okay? Like, do, you, <laughs> do, you psych- do you need psychiatric help? <laughs> like, I'm here if you need someone. Mm. <laughs> but I, I, don't, but I don't need to see it, just, just tell me. <laughs> instead, instead, we turn to Otho who's been reading the handbook for the recently deceased and goes, I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to be a paranormal... Of course he did. He used and to be course, everything. Of course you are. Which cuts immediately to the seance table. They light a candle, they hold hands. And Otho says um, some words, which, like, reading the subtitles are actually quite cool. I didn't note them down, but they're actually quite cool. Yeah, it is. It's, it's got kind of like a boil and trouble sort of yeah thing yeah that on. classic sort of witchy feel to it and Barbara and Adam are just sat in the attic and Barbara starts fading away mm. which is very upsetting it is because, because they're all they've got yeah and then she's gone she's gone and it's because Delia has used their wedding clothes which which we saw in the closet much much earlier like right at the beginning of the film Delia pulls them out and goes Bleh. yeah <laughs> and now here they are they are that they're used for a purpose here and that is to summon them back so we get Barbara sort of floating there and immediately she starts wrinkling sort of going crusty like it feels like she's turning into what her her actual body looks like mm. like her toes start curling and her skin shrinks and it's so sad because mm. and like decomposing basically yeah, it's basically. like they've summoned their actual bodies back to them mm, and just put the spirit back in it yeah like that's gonna work and it's so sad and then yeah uh, it immediately brings me back to death for the dead that yeah. scene we saw earlier those can't escape shriveled <laughs> yeah those shriveled things sort of floating in that green ether and I'm like 
is this is this what they meant by death for the dead? This is what's happening to them? Otho says some more magic words. Adam, desperately trying to find Barbara, goes to grab the handle of the door and he can't grab it. He's fading as well. And in he pops in his wedding tuxedo and he sees his wife and he just touches her cheek. And it's so sweet. I'm like, I love these two. Like, he doesn't even react so that just the, the absolute ghoul yeah he doesn't turn around bride. and go holy shit Barbara <laughs> the absolute corpse bride standing in front of him with just shriveled eyes and he just knows he knows skull. it's her and he's like oh my love which is just so it's so, so touching sweet. and Lydia's fucking distraught because she can see what it's doing to them and, and also I don't blame her I'd be distraught yeah, if I was even the her. guests uh, it was it Charles I think just goes okay enough yeah just just you, call it off and Arthur just goes oh I can't and you're like, oh, Otho, for fuck's sake. I thought you were an expert <laughs> in the paranormal. Is there I anything you do to 100% completion correctly? Yes, ever. Ever? Um, but Lydia realises that there is one person who can help. She runs over to the model, which is just in the other room, and sat on his own gravestone is Beetlejuice in a very fetching striped suit. Which is just perfectly morbid. He's just sitting it's, on his own grave. Casually. It's like he's having a sulk, sort yeah. of. He's just like, fine, I don't want to be part of the party. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just go sit on my grave. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So Beetlejuice uh, still has that plan to get out of the afterlife, which is that he mar- needs to marry someone living. So he makes a quick deal with Lydia, who's 15. Yep, 15 or still. 16 yes. at very best. Just an arbitrary school-age child. <laughs> yeah, so he makes a deal with her. You get me out? I'll save the Maitlands, and we get hitched. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I do love Barbara and Adam, but Mm-mm-mm. do I want to commit to that? Do I really want this girl to, to sign her life away to this creepy guy? But she agrees, and she says his name three times, and it's showtime. Yep. Immediately into the tuxedo. Yeah, immediately. He starts popping out out of the model with a little carousel hat. Again, doing his best salesman impression, except for this time it's a carnival. You know, stick right up, stick right up. Yeah, and they love it. They love it. They're like, <laughs> they're like, who yes. is this stranger in your house? I'm oh like, run. God. For the love of God, run. Yeah, there's just never a rational uh, reaction to any spooky things that go on in this house. It's just, ooh, pretty, ooh, funny. Exactly. Like, and I love how Charles immediately goes, oh, they're in danger. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his wife is just like, no, just leave it. <laughs> mm. she, he goes to help them and Delia just sort of grabs his shirt and is like, mm-mm, mm-mm, don't do it. <laughs> and they, I assume, die because they're sent into the fucking ceiling and yeah. they don't come back down. Yeah, there's no, like, gag where they go, woo-hoo. It's just, no. they're gone. They have ascended. <laughs> I don't know where. Yeah. Beetlejuice takes a bow. Thanks, everyone. I hope they enjoyed the performance. Um, and he releases the Maitlands and they just fall to the floor. And I'm like... I hope they get better. <laughs> but now it's time for a wedding. He, it's time for Beetlejuice to marry Lydia. Mm-hmm. And the one positive I have to say about this is that wedding dress is fucking awesome. Oh, it's great. It's like top quality party city wedding dress. <laughs> Gotta say. It's, it's, I actually really like it. I think it's quite cool. It's a bit poofy. I think it's just the, the, what is it? It's like a frill. Mm. It's like, it's the really thin mesh frill. I think the, the, makes it a little bit kitschy for me but I'm kind of like I love the colour I dig the colour 
A red wedding dress? Fuck yeah. Yes. Um, so Adam and Barbara realizing that, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, this is a little bit. This yeah, this is like, oh bad. god. What happens if he enters the living world? Does he still have all his powers and shit? I hope mm-hmm. not, because that would be insane. But um, they immediately try and send him back. Adam's still decrepit and falling apart, and just bleh, and his jaw falls off. <laughs> Which is so good. I it's such a it's such a effects. weird, comical, dark thing. Yeah, his um, it's his whole inside of his mouth that's just gone. And uh, Beetlejuice runs up to to Delia and Charles and asks them to be the witness of the wedding. And you know, I'm going to be good to your daughter. Here's the dowry, and hands him a snake. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but he asks them to be witnesses of the and wedding. That's what scares him is the snake just just holding yeah. a, holding a snake out into his hand. It's not goes, everything Bruh! else that happened in the last two hours of his life. Absolutely just not. <laughs> but I love that. Um, Everything comes around again, and that's when we get the This Is My Art and It's Dangerous Part 2. Yes. When they get attacked by the sculptures to be held in place as the witnesses to the wedding. (laughs) And I love that it's the same one that gets Delia. (laughs) It's that weird ribcage-looking cement block thing that just holds her down. And she goes, ah! Out of the room and just wraps itself around her face. I love how Charles gets to see the wedding. He gets to be a witness. Delia's hat gets pushed down. Yeah, she she's can't like, see. She's not a witness. She's she's witness nothing. Yeah. I love it though because it's just her scream is so defeated. As it pulls around, she just goes ah, yeah. like oh for fuck's sake, <laughs> my art will kill me. Yeah, the second time. Um. The officiary, the officiary, how do you say that? Officiary? Officiary? Yeah. Officiary, I think. The man who's doing the wedding. I don't know words, so yeah. don't ask me, but... He tries to say the B word, and Beetlejuice goes, ah, ah, ah. No, 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 no names, <laughs> no, no names at all. And even Lydia tries to say it. Which I don't think is how weddings work. I think you actually have to say the names. I think that's part of the procedure. Yeah, but he throws <laughs> he throws his uh, her voice to him. Yes. And And speaks for her. Which I think yes. is it's very creepy, but I kind of dig it as well. It's kind of funny. The look on her face as well, she's like, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just using my voice. Absolutely. Um, Adam tries to say Beetlejuice and Beetlejuice flicks his fingers and it, Adam's teeth fall out. Yeah. He can't finish saying it. And then as uh, Adam jumps for him, he flicks his fingers or something like that. And Adam is sent back into the model again. Can't say his name if he's not here. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is when Barbara stands up, fully rejuvenated again, thank God. And must I say, she looks amazing in her wedding dress. She does. She Gina looks Davis lovely. looks gorgeous. Absolutely She's just such gorgeous. Such like a, a homely, like traditional wife look, but like just beautiful. But she's got like a full rounded personality and everything yeah. as well. It's not not like I'm the housewife. No, Do you want a martini? Like, no, she's just she's just great. A great character. I love those two because they're just they're so they awesome. feel like real people. They, to be honest, all the characters do mm. in their own way. They all seem rounded, yeah. which is such a delight. Because in horror movies, a lot of the time, most of the characters are shallow and one note. Yeah, a lot like, of the time it's just they need to exist to be scared. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But these aren't them. Barbara stands up in all her glory <laughs> and, and announces Beetlejuice. And he throws something at her and her mouth is zipped shut. That's easy to solve. Unzip. Beetlejuice. She sort of spits it out, and I love that. Like she's fucking over this shit. Yeah. And he, the, and that's when uh, we get the amazing uh, Beetlejuice screech. Because he, because she, she, 
she 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 spits Beetlejuice, and he goes, <laughs> and throws a steel plate across her mouth. Yeah, it's so almost, there's no chance. It's almost like the the same Grinch screech. Yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's so good, Michael Keaton. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, yes, I just wrote Beetlejuice screech is hilarious. Um, <laughs> but that's not enough. He's had enough of their bullshit. He he snaps his finger and sends Barbara to the Dune world to be eaten by sandworms. Lovely. Which is kind of a dick move, really. Yeah. No, he couldn't even do it himself. He's just like, no. all right, you take care of it, sandworms. <laughs> but Adam hops into a car. I don't know how this runs, but you know, movie magic, so fuck it. Yeah, you know what, whatever. They yeah. don't have real engines, they're just the little ones you push with your finger, but sure. I like to imagine his feet were sticking out of the bottom and he was just running along. <laughs> he, was doing, he was doing a Fred Flintstone. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, he runs himself off the table and uh, careens himself into Beetlejuice's foot while he's trying to find the ring, which I, I this little skit is so funny he's trying to find the ring in all his pockets and everything like that and he pulls out a finger with a ring on it and he turns to later and he's just like honestly babe she meant nothing to me and rips yeah. the finger off obviously some some wife from a long time ago has now got a skeleton finger it's so good it's so so good um but the wedding is luckily interrupted they don't even need to say his name one last time because barbara is riding a fucking sandworm like a champion amazing through the roof and just eats him. Perfect. It's just it's absolute so good. poetic justice because at the beginning when you actually just hear his voice the first time in that scene, mm. he's like, sandworms. Seeing like the the newspaper article. Yeah, about it comes around again and he's and like, oh, sandworms. Yeah, sandworms on the rise again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They will be. Yeah. We can just wait <laughs> half an hour. So Bar- uh, Barbara and Adam embrace, you know, happy that they're not dead again yes and everyone has a little smile and you know there's an understanding between the Dietzes and the Maitlands you know you know we're all trying to survive this together and they did hooray uh, which basically leads us to quite a happy ending Lydia um, Lydia leaves school she comes home she's talking about you know oh, I got a C on this because I refused to kill a frog and I still think that's barbaric do they still do that in American high schools do you think I know that they do dissections but I don't know if they're I don't know if they're like live. alive. I don't think they're live dissections. I'm really I'm pretty sure not. they just like ship them to the school. I, still, I think it's more of a, a big public school thing that they do. Because mm, they didn't do it in my high school. No, no. I can't imagine it would it be was, a thing in New Zealand. It was really. a cow's eye that we had, which is obviously from a farm. Yeah, it'll be like leftover from yeah, some sort of... Um, which is, I understand that, but a frog? From some sort of butchery or something like that. Anyway, yeah, um, Adam and Barbara are basically being better parents than... Um, Delia and Charles were. Yeah, which is also very sweet. It's very sweet because it's rounded for everyone, you know. Mm. Um, uh, Charles and Delia get to focus on their own things. He gets to focus on trying to relax. Delia gets to focus on her art. The Maitlands get a child that they never had, which brings us all the way back to the beginning when they were trying to have kids and couldn't, and fuck that bitch Jane. Uh, (laughs) Yes, yet again. Yes, yet again. I know she hasn't appeared for like the last... 40, 50 minutes of this movie. Good, good. But fuck <laughs> you, Jane. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, we get that, and, um, you know, we find out that what um, what Lydia's reward for good grades is, and it's a fucking song and dance number. Yeah. She gets ghost-possessed to sing, oh, what was it? Um, Jump in the line? Yes, yes. Yeah. 
jump in the line, Rocky Bunny and Dan. Okay, I believe you. So good. I love it. I love it. And while the music's playing, we intercut between, you know, we get Charles and he goes, oh, Lydia got good grades. So it's clear that there's an understanding in this house that he already knows what that is. Yeah. Which is kind of sweet. And he gets the fright of his life as he sees Beetlejuice's head again because Delia has found her muse in sculpting now. And she's fucking sculpted a, <laughs> the serpent version of Beetlejuice. And she goes, ah, oh, he loved it. <laughs> which is so good because it means he still just doesn't like her art, but she loves it. Like, she she's loves gone it. from horrifying, weird, twisted shape to full-blown monster art absolutely which is great it's so good i'm not gonna lie i kind of want one of those kind of yeah kind of like wouldn't that be cool hearing a noise in the night you just kind of go up to the window (laughs) (laughs) scare away whoever was gonna scare you that would be fine that would be fun but yes uh lydia's reward is a song and dance number to the harry belafonte song happy endings all around and we cut to the waiting room where beetlejuice is waiting to see his I feel sorry for whoever his caseworker is, honestly. I have a feeling it would be Juno again, because really? she has beef with him, so I'm sure she'd probably go, like, right, I'm going to tell this bitch. <laughs> I'm going to tell him what I mean, the scene starts with him fucking caressing the woman who's cut in half. Mm-hmm. He's caressing her legs and trying to look up her skirt, and then... Again, aggressively straight. And then he's... Yes. Perving on half of a woman. <laughs> and then he steals, he steals the... The number from the guy sat next to him, who then shrinks his head. Which is great. I Which is so funny. The... Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> they're just shrinking a video of his face <laughs> as he talks, but it's still so funny because it looks like an edit, like that you just watch on like a, a YouTube edit or something. Or it's just, it's just his screaming face shrinking. But there's absolutely no way to deter his fucking um, ego, though, because he goes, "Oh, this work, this this look could work for me." Yes. <laughs> He's and I'm just like, oh, great. God. That's the thing, though. He's so insufferable, but it's so likable. Because he doesn't give up. He's just, in like, unapologetically himself. Mm. He's he's so authentic to the point of, like, his head just got shrunk to the size of, like... A peanut. Yeah, <laughs> tiny. And he's like, oh, yeah, this could work. Just no reaction other than, yeah, that looks all right. Anyway. All right. <laughs> yeah. So that brings us to the end of Beetlejuice 1988. So you don't usually watch horror movies, so give me your, your overall feeling for this movie. Did you have a good time? Was it too scary? Was it? I have to say, honestly, um, you went very easy on me with the selection for, for my horror movie because <laughs> it's very much slapstick comedy, dark comedy mm. with horror elements. Yeah. Because it's still a horror movie, but it's like, it's not... Jump scares every five seconds. It's like yeah, it's it's, it's story. It's horrifying. It's not scary. Yeah, it's yeah. spooky. Yeah, it's um. I have to say, I wasn't bored for a second. Oh, that's constantly great. things coming out. Of There's the not a lull in this movie, really. There's always something going on, something to watch, something to see, something to do. Yeah, yeah, and I'm so glad I didn't read anything about it or see anything until I watched it because just everything hit me out of left field. Everything was unexpected. Amazing. So good. Um, it's just it was a good first horror movie as well because I normally just can't watch things by myself mm. but I think having something to kind of go alright this is an entry level sort of horror vibe do you think, think you'll I, can, I think I can go a little bit oh you think, you think you're going to continue on maybe find something something else and along this sort of vein and sort of build your horror re- repertoire yeah I think definitely going for something 80s 80s is very a little more a little more camp well because any anything that's away from modern CGI where they can do whatever they want with animation and where it just looks create real. anything. Mm. Because 
it's not that things don't look real it's that you know they're real but they're they're made up they're a prop yeah and that's okay but it's like when it's cgi it's uncanny and it's like scary Mm. so you know it's not real but it's another way of like another not real kind of vibe I'll have to step it up again for the, for your next movie then. I'll have <laughs> oh, to dear, find something. <laughs> Exorcist. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We're going for the hard ones oh, next. God. Um, okay, so uh, we like to give a rating on this show of just on, just of your personal enjoyment of this film. Like, how much fun did you have with it? Did you like it? Was it well filmed? The cinematography, the costume, the acting, etc., etc., etc. All right, let me get my uh, media studies knowledge from uh, my year thirteen uh. video. <laughs> Let's let's pull out all this terminology knowledge that I haven't used in five years. <laughs> huh. um, yeah, no, I would say I'd give it about an eight, eight point five uh, exorcised souls out of ten. Oh, very nice. I would say. Yeah, I got. I, I agree with you. Eight point five um, haunted prawn cocktails out of ten. <laughs> I think that's a, a definitely a solid. It's it's such an enjoyable movie. It's mostly comedy with horror bits in it. Yeah. And it's just it's so much fun. And if you don't take it seriously, like of course, yeah. sit there and have fun. It's a good time. I mean, Beetlejuice is very perverted. Oh yeah. But yeah. if you can get past that. Yeah, back in the eighties, I'm sure it was uh, a different beast. You know, mm. just going to the cinema. Oh, this is just a normal guy. This he is... lives down the street. Probably, yeah. You know? This is my neighbour. He yeah. does this. I know this guy. <laughs> All right. Last thing, we like to give credit where credit's due. So, who, uh, which actor or character would you like to give props to? Who really stood out as like an amazing performance, an amazing character, something you really, really enjoyed about this film? Well, I would have to say the main couple were my absolute favourites because they just played... Adam and Barbara? Yes, Adam and Barbara. They, they just played the married couple so well. I, did, I didn't want to throw up from how sickly sweet they were. I thought it was adorable. <laughs> and that's something because a lot of the time in like sitcoms and movies, like especially slice of life, like romance movies, it's mm. like, please stop. If I see another romantic scene, I'm going to barf. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. They were just the right amount of adorable, while at the same time just being, hey, these are normal people. Mm. You know? They, yeah, they did. I could, I could see myself hanging out with these people. Like, they seem nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I got to go with. Um, I mean, obviously, props to Michael Keaton and his fucking energy mm. to do Beetlejuice because mm. it's just amazing. But I've I've got to give it to to Catherine O'Hare. <laughs> yes. As Delia, the sass, the screaming, the I just go boss. She was know. just so funny. Every time she was in a scene, I, my face lit up because I was like, <laughs> oh, this is going to be bonkers, and I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for taking some time out, especially as you're not used to horror movies. And, <laughs> yeah, that is another And watching 1988's Beetlejuice with me. We hope to see you again. Uh, we'll get you on for another movie at some point. Would love that. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jade. Thank you. Thanks again to our guests, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of the movie. Let us know what you think of the show. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite.